This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Sunday would have been Gord Downey's 58th birthday. Man, 58. That's the thing. When when somebody leaves you and you keep getting older, you realize <laughs> how young 58 is. Yeah. You know? He was even younger when he passed. Every year that goes by, you're like, man, he... Uh, he was uh, he was here for a, a short time, but boy, did he leave us some incredible music. And it's cool to see if you follow the Tragically Hip on social media. I always love when there's international competition. Uh, you know that athletes from this country are going to be using the hip to pump them up. Mm-hmm. And there are some of the athletes over at the uh, the games in Beijing that are, are tweeting about how they listen to the Tragically Hip to get them going before their events. And I think the boys in the band think that's pretty cool. But it is, it's one of those things. Like if you were in Europe and you heard someone listening to the Tragically Hip, you would be right over there talking to him, be like, hey, the hell, you oh, must easy. be from Canada, right? It's it's one of those symbols or or uh, signs that you can watch for when you're traveling abroad to find other Canadians. If you're at an all-inclusive resort and someone's got the Bluetooth speaker Yes, out, totally. And 50 Mission Cap is blaring across the, uh, the pool, then you might get a cerveza and wander over. Hey, where are you guys from? (laughs) (laughs) Either from Canada or where the radio signal penetrates into the U.S. Yeah, Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's... uh it's another year gone by without Gord, but uh, thank God we got this music. It's, It's definitely a source of national pride in this country. How was your flight back from British Columbia, your ski trip, Jim? It was uh, it was fine. We did have to wake up at um, four in the morning, leave the chalet at four, and we stayed up till midnight. So it was, uh, you know, tiring. Don't and you it was love a three it? Three hour drive. Don't you love it? I, and I'm sure your buddies w- would do this because I get it all the time. It's like, oh, we got to get up at four for the flight, and then they look over at Jim Kelly and they say, "Oh, that shouldn't be a big deal for you, huh, Jim? <laughs> yeah, no big deal for you. You're used to that." Yeah, and I'm like, no, it sucks every morning when I go to work. <laughs> every four a.m. rolls around. Anyone that works early or works overnight knows the feeling. <laughs> you you never are a hundred percent, and you never get used used to getting up early you just get used to being tired all the time you know what was nerve-wracking though taz speaking of driving back to the airport both landing and driving to the chalet and back it's a three-hour drive we didn't really think about it but there's a lot of bc highway construction going on right now yeah. you know, there's a lot of washouts and stuff i don't know if this is necessarily because of the washouts uh in the fall but uh we landed and we randomly ran into another guy from our hometown that was there and he's like hey you better check the road updates i heard it's crazy so they said we looked at the highway we had to go down it closed at 10 p.m our destination was three hours and 20 minutes away and it was seven o'clock so we're like, we have to, the, you have the highway no time closes to from lose. 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. We had no idea. We're like, okay, uh. we can't stop for groceries. We got to make it in time. Let's hope there's no accidents. Let's hope this, the, the roads are good. And we got there and it was fine. And then we woke up in the morning, checked uh, the, uh, the, the road closures and stuff like that when we were about to leave. We get to the highway we're supposed to go back on. Roads closed. We so find you were alter- stuck there with no food. Yeah. So we find an alternate 
an alternate route that's close too. Or sorry, no, the alternate route is like two hours extra. So we're like, let's just go through the road close sign. Not through it. It was just like a big electronic sign on the side that said road closed. It wasn't closed at all. Some guy forgot to turn it off. <laughs> so we would have wasted two hours going all the way around, barely made our flight back maybe. And all, all some guy did was like forget to turn the sign off for the weekend. You had one job, sign guy. <laughs> like the end of your shift, turn off the road close yeah. sign. Man, imagine you got stuck overnight on like a mountain road. You would have been eaten by a bear for sure. Oh, without a doubt. I would have sacrificed myself. I would have wandered away, <laughs> dragged the bears away. Well, we're glad you made it back mm-hmm. safe. Any other exciting stories? You got more for us later this morning? That's or? about it. That's about it, to be honest. Wow. We're old and boring. Yeah, you are getting mm-hmm. old and boring. All, all, None of us single, so you know the bar nights, you know, not the same. And nobody in the hospital, nobody arrested this time around? <laughs> no, all good. Okay. Snooze fest. <laughs> Jim the adult. I miss the old guy who's I know. barfing and partying and fighting and swearing. Now all my stories about road logistics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what an adult. <laughs> you are, that is such an old man topic. Hey, guys, you should have seen the traffic <laughs> boy, while oh I was boy. away. <laughs> Modley crew seems to be everywhere right now. We're having a moment. You watch uh, the DC comic show Peacemaker with John Cena, Jim? I've seen a few episodes, yeah. I, I haven't gotten into it yet. It's on the list, but uh, I, I have seen this has gone viral. There's a point in the series where John Cena sits down at a piano. Full Peacemaker costume. (laughs) And director James Gunn confirms that this is John Cena actually playing Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. That a boy, Cena, man of many talents. Leads me to believe that you could learn it with your piano lessons you got going on. Yeah, yeah, it could also be 300 pounds pure muscle. (laughs) You might have to do a couple uh, cycles of D-ball to get the uh, John Cena arms. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Got to have goals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Motley Crue. Also, you got the Pam and Tommy show that is yep. on Disney Plus right now. I watched the first two episodes of that last night. How was it? it you know, it was kind of depressing hmm. because I, I realized it's a period piece. Oh, made you feel a little ancient or what? Yeah, it takes place in the 90s, and it really makes you feel like the 90s was another time. <laughs> Time. I know, I, hate to break it I to know, you. but you, it, you know, if you grew up in the '90s, like those were my high school years. I, I think of them as just yesterday. Yeah, like when you think of like a car that's twenty years old, you think sure. of like some, like a nineteen eighty nine Corolla. You mean thirty years old, Jim? But like that's what I'm saying. Like twenty <laughs> years, what is it? You know, like yeah. Uh, I saw the talking uh, the talking penis episode. <laughs> <laughs> So was it CGI or puppetry? What was? Or should it, is that a spoiler? Pretty realistic looking. <laughs> <laughs> but it does give you the impression that Tommy Lee is is just a, a big tool hanging off another big tool. <laughs> he's he's not nice to everybody yeah. in the series. Uh, and Motley Crue also in the news because there is a feud going on between Nikki Six from the crew and Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. This started recently. Eddie was talking to New York Times, and he mentioned that he wasn't a fan of Motley Crue in this interview. Nikki Six heard about it, tweeted, made me laugh today reading how much the singer in Pearl Jam hated Motley Crue. 
Now, considering that they're one of the most boring bands in history, it's kind of a compliment, isn't it? Oh, boring? Really? Pearl Jam? One of the most boring bands in history, apparently. They, they don't wear any makeup or any neon. <laughs> what a bunch of boring losers. Uh, you know Eddie Vedder's out on tour supporting his new solo album. So on stage uh, this week, he made this comment, which clearly is a reference to Motley Crue. He's looking back at his drummer, who's Chad from the Chili Peppers, uh, on this tour, and he says this. That drum kit, that silver, beautiful machine that is the engine of, does not need to elevate or rotate to do its job. Let me just point that out. Let me transmit that. Oh, snap! I guess, you know what, in Nikki Six's defense, that's, you know, compared to a Motley Crue show, I guess it is kind of boring. There is a flipping upside down drum kit. Yeah, I'm not a saying that makes the drumming better. drum kit. Yeah. There's flames. <laughs> yeah. There's makeup. makes the music better, but, but I, that is a show. <laughs> and if you've watched Pam and Tommy, you know, it's more than his drum kit that rotates and, and goes upside down. <laughs> That thing was impressive. <laughs> I do like that these 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 rivalries, like let it go. You're both multimillionaires. You've had storied careers. Like, why are you still holding on to this 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 childhood grudge? And I love I love the uh, the Nikki Six the subtle jab. The lead singer of Pearl Jam. He knows his name is Eddie Vedder. Yeah, He's yeah. like, oh, the lead singer of Pearl Jam doesn't <laughs> like Molly Crew. <laughs> What's his face? He also said that Eddie sounds like he's singing with marbles in his mouth. So That's kind of true, <laughs> but I kind of like it. Red Hot Chili Peppers, new song, Black Summer. People are saying that Anthony Kiedis sounds a little bit different. His singing voice is different in that song compared to the the rest of the Chili Peppers library. Were you picking up on anything there, Jim? Oh yeah, he's clearly he's clearly, in my opinion, doing a sea shanty voice. Yeah, <laughs> or like a Gaelic accent, you know. There there is a lot of references to sailing. Yeah. in the song as well. The night is dressed like noon. A sailor spoke too soon. A sailor. And China's on the dark side of dark. the moon. Dark. Dark side of the moon. Sailor, This is the first time I heard it. This is all that I could uh, think of. The ship was the pride of the American side. <laughs> Coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. I think he might be on a, a Gordon Lightfoot kick. You better be. It was bigger than most. With a crew and good captain well seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left for But it happens if he's listening to Gordon Lightfoot a lot. It's like when you go to England and you come back and you kind of have an English accent for a couple weeks till <laughs> yeah. it goes away. Of course. Very odd, eh? I don't mind the way it sounds, but it's just I don't know if I've ever heard a professional singer who's you know so established yeah. in the way he delivers They've lines. Got, the Chili Peppers are one of those bands that have their own sound. They, yeah. they, you hear a Chili Peppers song, even that you still know it's the Chili Peppers. <laughs> but I guess you you try something new, like you know, you two did their disco album. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So I guess this is the. Uh, <laughs> this is the sea shanty. 
when the tongue is done, we'll take From the Chili Peppers. Don't know if the rest of the album will be uh, suitable for sailing across the ocean, but... <laughs> Sea shanties, they were a big uh, big trend for a while there. They're jumping on board. Jump, jumping on jumping board. overboard. Jumping on board. Jim's back from his ski vacation. How was the trip there, pal? It was uh, great. Yeah, we went. We, uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, it was good. I got some exercise. It was fun to get up there. Hey, man. <laughs> We went to Kicking Horse Resort. It would get annoying after a <laughs> while, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, the honking in downtown Ottawa, I believe, has stopped for the time being. A judge granted an, an injunction against honking. So now it's injunction. illegal. Did you see the guy? I'm sure there's multiple Ottawa residents who have been freaking out because of the noise caused by the... Uh, demonstration that's been going on in Ottawa with the the trucks and the the horn honking but did you see the one guy that went viral that was like almost like a cartoon character losing it yeah yeah like I'm gonna be he like had a toque on his eyes he's like I live right over there I haven't been able to sleep for three days yeah and there's a lot of swearing otherwise we'd play but <laughs> <laughs> guy's kicking and screaming and he's, he's so animated mm-hmm. but yeah. also he's like apologizing to them he's like I'm sorry I just can't take it anymore <laughs> <laughs> such a Canadian way to yeah. freak out <laughs> I'm sorry but I gotta lose it I'm a dad upset <laughs> It would get to you after a while. And, and I, if you're in Ottawa, man, you, you got to be frustrated, not just with the noise, but it's costing around $2 million a day in additional costs to police and, and, uh, and keep track of the situation, keep things organized. So it's costing that city big money mm-hmm. and inconveniencing all the people that live there. Hey, Go ahead and protest whatever you want, but whatever the cause, we've always said when you're when your method of protest is to inconvenience other people, it's very hard to win them over. Yeah, yeah, it depends what kind of reaction you want, I guess, and you know, it's definitely cl- getting attention. Well, divisive attention for sure. I mean, there's a lot of people supporting it, but there's also it's ruffled a lot of feathers and, and and angered a lot of people too. So I don't know if it's helping the cause to reduce mandates or actually making people more bitter. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, last we checked, we, we called the Ambassador Bridge this morning because there was uh, a bunch of trucks in solidarity, like they're saying one or 200 trucks uh, lined up at the Ambassador Bridge to show support for what's going on in Ottawa. And they actually had to shut down the Ambassador Bridge. Hmm. Again, a big inconvenience. <laughs> and if I saw that and I was on the fence uh, with, with the whole convoy thing i might not be oh you know what i'm gonna be nine hours late to get to where i wanted to go i think i'm gonna join mm-hmm. i'm gonna join the resistance i don't know i don't know it's like what when what is the conclusion when do we get to the conclusion what yeah. what will it take i don't know 
I hope it's uh, you know something positive comes out of it. At Trude, this point, I'm not Trudeau's sure. Trudeau's isolation excuse has to be running out though, hasn't he? Been done his five days. Like he's got to get out. And, like, he was in Parliament. He was in Parliament the other night, so he's 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 out in public again. But still, he's not saying much. Nobody wants to take responsibility for this. Hey, eh? no not one. Not the mayor to, of Ottawa. Not no, the police. Exactly. Oh, hold on. Is this my problem? I thought it was your problem. I thought it was your wait. What? Uh, huh? Isn't it Elon Musk's problem? Huh? I can't hear you. I wanna see you peacock, cock, cock, peacock, cock, your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock. Time for sports. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is with us, and he's got some breaking football news. Tom Brady making a comeback. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> you're so, you're kind of not joking, though. I, I am kind of not joking. Uh, Tom Brady was on the Let's Go podcast on Monday and said, you can never say never about a potential comeback. I don't know what sort of twisted individual says to Tom Brady right, like a week after he retired, like, hey, you're going to make a comeback? But like, <laughs> what is this? Come on. Yeah. What are you, wait, aren't you guys excited? Why are you shaking your head? No, you, I, thank you. I'm glad you gave my team a Super Bowl victory last year, Tom Brady. But even even the timing of his retirement announcement, I thought, was a little uh, cheesy. The fact that he couldn't wait till after the Super Bowl and let these two teams, the Rams and the and the Bengals, who haven't been there in decades, have the spotlight. You know, he had to steal a bit of that thunder by announcing the re- retirement, even though it may have been botched. Yeah, you know, there was that leak, and oh, he's retiring. No, he's not. Yes, he is. But it just seems like he loves the drama of the whole thing. I think so. I mean, I kind of wish he did it to, he announced his retirement to coincide with the Pro Bowl so he could overshadow the Pro Bowl as opposed <laughs> to the Super Bowl. I mean, if you can overshadow any bowl, uh, overshadow the Pro Bowl. But, uh, but, but are you guys saying that you don't think he could? Because he probably could. I would love to see him come back. He, he like a could, gray... but you can't. It's like all these bands that keep saying, okay, this is our farewell tour. <laughs> and it's like, awesome. You, you buy tickets, you have a great night, and then two years later, it's like, okay, for real this time. It's our farewell tour and you're like f off no no band. you get one you get one if you lie the, he gets one comeback and then it's over i say he's got a gray streak in the hair like superman's dad <laughs> and you know tries to go for it one more time well if you're already talking about a comeback like a week and a half you're not retired. You you're retired. <laughs> <laughs> like, i mean maybe you should just play next season as opposed to like coming back because once you get into that uh, lifestyle of watching your kids go to school being not a pro football player all the time he could like it but it's also going to become very difficult to come back at the age of 47 say or 40 yeah. or what's whatever go- it is what's going on here is brady's been stuck at home with his wife and kids for a week and he's already <laughs> thinking jeez how do I get out of here come back <laughs> thanks Dev Ka-ka! the Oscar nominations are, are coming down right now as we speak hmm. uh, did you see the Razzie nominations came out yesterday and Bruce Willis <laughs> has eight nominations at the Razzies celebrating the worst in film I did see this this is uh, this is a new one they've created a special category for Bruce Willis this year because he's started so many uh, straight-to-streaming or DVD movies in the past year. I don't get it. What is a guy like Bruce Willis, why is he doing eight crappy movies in one year? I, like, he's got money. 
You'd think. Or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Bruce Willis and Nicolas Cage, man, they're two guys who were like top of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. And did they overextend themselves, make bad investments? Nicolas Cage, we know, did. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But he also seems like he likes being in crazy movies and bad movies. Like He's such a crazy person, but I've heard like what it's like to direct Bruce Willis, and it's like he doesn't want to be on set ever. So why is he doing this to himself? Eight movies. Will he have a, a comeback, a resurgence? Nicolas Cage kind of has. He's been in some decent movies in the past couple of years. He's made like three different comebacks. <laughs> that pig movie was pretty good. <laughs> I heard it was, but he, yeah. he made a comeback when he was in Kick-Ass as well, right? That was like his comeback. Yeah. Well, if you make 800 movies every year, uh, <laughs> one of them's got to be okay eventually. Yeah. Okay, what do we got here? Best Picture nominees for the Oscars. This is uh, breaking news just released. Okay. Belfast. Haven't seen it. Me neither. Coda. Never heard of it. <laughs> Don't look up. Watched it. Pretty funny. Was it good? Yeah, pretty funny. There's a couple, <laughs> couple of the characters are, are just uh, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Jonah Hill. So funny in that movie. I also saw some hi- highlights of, was it Glenn Close? Uh, no, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep improvising in it and she was crushing She's it. She's really funny. Drive my car. Don't know what that is. Uh, Dune, you saw Dune, Jim. There's one. It was good. It's two-parter. It doesn't say it in the title, but just be be aware. Yeah, that was your complaint. Yeah. It, it was not a full story, and mm-hmm. they didn't say this is Dune, the first of two or the first of three, so yeah. they tricked you into going to the theater to see it. I got to go twice. King Richard, that's the one with Will Smith mm-hmm. as uh, Venus and Serena's dad. Heard it was good. Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Hmm. It's supposed to be pretty good. Nightmare Alley, that's uh, Guillermo del Toro with, uh, what's his face there? Bradley Cooper. Power of the Dog, couldn't get through it on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Too sad? It was just slow. My wife and I kept falling asleep. We tried to watch it twice. Hmm. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in that one. And West Side Story. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette till your last dying day. There are your best picture nominees. There are more pictures nominated than Bruce Willis made this past year, surprisingly, because he <laughs> made eight close. of them. <laughs> yeah, he made eight of them. Taz and Jim. Yeah, Jim is back from his uh, ski vacation. Was your fiance Sarah happy to see you return in one piece, Jim? I think so. Uh, I don't know if she said it out loud that she thought I might hurt myself, but she's probably thinking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. <laughs> the dogs were happy to see me. Oh, they that's always a nice feeling. Yeah, eh? when uh, you open the door and the dogs come running, it's the same. Wait till you have kids; it's pretty awesome yeah. too. Like when I get home and if my kids are around, they come running from the other side of the house. They give you a big hug. Yeah, that's probably amazing. Actually, now that I think about it, the dogs kind of act the same if you're gone for four hours or four days. <laughs> they're they're kind of always happy to see you. <laughs> the thing with the dogs, though, is they'll do that their entire lives. The <laughs> yeah. kids will grow out of it. Exactly. Right? No awkward teen years for my dogs. <laughs> You'll be home when your kids are teenagers. You'll be home for three hours and not realize that they're home too. <laughs> Just in the room. Yeah. Play with their, their iPad. No switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you proposed to Sarah, you you didn't hide the engagement ring in any food, did you? No, no. There was a recent survey done. What is the best food to hide an engagement ring in? 
Number one on the list, pizza. What? I love pizza, but that's the least romantic food you could ever propose with. That's the cheapest food. But are, and where are you putting it? Are you just putting it as a topping in the on stuffed the pizza? crust? <laughs> right. Or yeah, are you sticking it in the crust? Huh. You know, so the diamond is is visible from yeah. the dough. Maybe it'd look good. You know, they have those little plastic tables in the center of the box. If you order right. one at home, yeah, it could it could sit right there. Yeah, you could you could uh, like cut a hole in that and put the ring in the little like little throne, little patio table is what it looks <laughs> like, right? The pizza yeah. patio table, exactly. Salad is number two. I find that it, it would be too well hidden in a salad. Yeah, you think it was like a ba- bacon bit or something like right. You got it's you can't have something that has dressing that could drench it and, and cover the diamond, right? A burger or a sandwich? None of these sound like a great idea. Now that I think about it, what what <laughs> all of them suck. I I don't understand the food thing. It sounds like you're really playing with fire. Yeah. Like you could swallow it, it could get get missing. Like if the Wait, cook- wait, don't take a bite of that. <laughs> like, soup is number four on the list. What? Can you be- but you drink soup like you wouldn't even bite it, so it would just go down your throat. Or maybe you would see it in the spoon. Uh huh. I mean, geez. And seafood, according to this survey, the number five food to hide an engagement ring in if you're planning on proposing coming up on Valentine's Day, because everyone loves a a ring that smells like fish. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be fun though if you hid your your divorce announcement in some Ooh, food? Ooh, that would be good. He right on the little pizza patio table. I want a divorce. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> and again this year for Valentine's Day, we are giving away a divorce. Valentine's Day. It's about time I divorced you. Taz and Jim's win a divorce with Millar's Law. We got legal fees. That we're going to cover. Huge. Yeah, it's a big one. We say $5,000, but Philip Millar from the law firm says, listen, as long as you're reasonable, he wants to do what he can to get you through the entirety of the divorce. Uh, also, city center storage with a storage unit. Uh, can you live in it? Uh, <laughs> Probably not a great idea, but you can store your stuff in it until you find a new place, okay? Uh, Yesterday's uh, qualifier, they had a a cheater in their life that they wanted to get rid of. Let's see what we got here today. Uh, Hey, Taz and Jim. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is another contestant from Hamilton. I have two X's that I'm trying to shake. Huh? My ex-wife of 13 years separated March 2016, and I still need to divorce. Hold on. The math isn't working out on this. My ex-wife of 13 years separated March 2016, and I still need to get a divorce. So I think he had his wife. She was, he was, she was his wife for 13 years. You know and what I mean? And then they separated. And then they separated. Yeah, March so they haven't been exes for 13. Yeah. She won't agree... To the divorce or be friendly about it. And my ex-girlfriend of four years oh is boy. pissed at me because I haven't been able to get a divorce, <laughs> making life very difficult for me and my two-year-old child. Hmm. As a way to help my ex-wife get out of her financial obligations in the dissolution of our marriage, 
I need professional help getting a handle on this situation. And it all needs to happen before March 2022. (laughs) What's going on in March? I wonder. This would help me out immensely. Boy, I hope he doesn't have a wedding planned in March. He's really cutting it close. (laughs) Yeah, last thing this guy needs is a a third X that he's trying (laughs) to shake. Maybe take some time for yourself before Mm. you, you take the plunge again. But if that is you listening in Hamilton today... You have qualified to win a divorce, courtesy of Taz and Jim. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.